a podcast one production. I think, particularly in a corporate sense or a, or a business environment, having great people, different perspectives around you is a must at all times for success. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. In this episode, we discuss how to get a mentor. My guest, Jeff Brady, Director of Service Experience at Optus. I've been listening to people talk about mentors for years, and I've even had one or two myself, and everyone tells you you need a mentor to be successful, and that everyone who is successful talks about their mentors. The mystery really is what do the mentors actually do, and how do I have a relationship with these people? I want to fast-track mentoring today with Jeff Brady. Jeff's been at Optus for 17 years, and he's currently reshaping the customer experience as a director of service. Jeff, you and I have spoken about mentoring before, and I know lots of people are confused by what a mentor is and does. I just look at it as a sounding board. You know, you're looking for perspective and a mentor is great for that. You know, and, uh, someone that you can ring on a regular basis or maybe on a, on a less uh, regular basis and, and get uh, some specific feedback and perspective on topics that you're dealing with, particularly in a professional sense. So is it always a sort of positive, happy relationship or in your experience, what does a mentor do? Look, I've had largely positive experiences. I mean, certainly I've had mentors that I've had to um, end the relationship with early. And I think that's, you know, a topic we should explore because it's something that you've got to be quite clear on whether it's working or not working early on, but never, never to the point where it's sour. Largely, it's really just about how open you are about your problems and, and the challenges you're facing in business or where you're at with your career and seeking some input and advice and hearing from the experience of others. Okay, so this is really important, this idea of hearing from the experiences of others, the thing that's so rich. Have you got a a story or an example from early in your career when a mentor actually was made an impact for you? My first mentor relationship, I I remember vividly. And, uh, you know, I was a, a very young leader and I was working in the engineering department. So that's where I started my career at Optus. And uh, my approach with a mentor was I wanted someone outside of engineering. I wanted someone on the business side and I wanted someone that was a little bit, uh, a few levels up from me, not not too far that they were losing perspective on my day-to-day challenges, but someone that could also help advance my career. You know, that mentor was really instrumental. You know, I would take to him presentations or, or work challenges that uh, I was faced with and get him to critique it you know, get him to, to say what he would do differently, give me the thoughts on from a business perspective, typically an acumen when I'm thinking about engineering, you know, how he would see the challenges I was facing. And I think a testament to that success was actually worked for that mentor seven years later, you know, oh, and, okay. and presented career opportunities. So that was, you know, a really uh, great experience for me and something that um, really shaped my career. With mentoring, one of the things that's often interesting is people say to me, they go and look for the mentor straight off and they go, oh, I want that person or that person. Mm. And I actually have a bit of a different view about how you should approach finding a mentor. First of all, though, I want to know what your view is about how you track down a mentor. Have you got a process that you go through? Look, I think it's it's definitely changed over my career. So firstly, before you even do anything, 
the first thing you've got to do is be clear on what you want from a mentor, you know, and, and that will help refine how you go about seeking one out. So whether it's just a sounding board, as I said, my early mentors were someone outside of my environment because I wanted a very different perspective, maybe a business perspective on an engineering problem. And once you've got that, I think there's a few different suggestions I would have is firstly, most corporations have some sort of formal process that you could use. Uh, So I would be in touch with the HR department. I used to get in touch with the talent team because they would be able to pick the the key leaders that are up and coming within a business and tell them what I wanted work on and they would put me in touch with someone that was appropriate. So that's certainly a method that works. Later on, I've really chosen people that I've seen around the business or alternatively reached out to my network and said, I'm looking for someone that can help me around, you know, whether it's strategic capabilities or, you know, leading people in in certain scenarios and, and they might promote other individuals that would be suitable. So I think either through formal programs or just directly reaching out to an individual is really the way I've gone about it and had success with. Yeah, great. I once found a mentor on a plane. Did you? <laughs> I was sitting next to them and we started talking and I went, oh my goodness, can you be my mentor on this specific area I need help with? And they were fantastic. And it went lasted about three months right. and then it was just gone. And I'm in touch via LinkedIn, but not regularly with that person. Is that your experience with mentor relationships that they can sort of happen in short spaces of time? Yes. I mean, the challenges we're faced with are sometimes very, you know, just real life there, there and then, you know, it's not something that you need ongoing and and always someone that's going to be in touch with you over a, um, a permanent basis. So I think, yeah, they can definitely be live in the moment. I have a almost a council of mentors now Ooh, that... Tell me about that. You've got more than one. It's. I just find if you want really great perspectives, there's no one individual that suit, suits that. So I think you've got to have different personality styles, different um, business leaders, you know, you know, someone working in small business, startup versus big corporates, all have very different experiences and perspectives. And then depending on the problem you can tailor who's best maybe to give you a perspective on. So I really love this idea and it's actually what the theory now says when you're finding a mentor. First, work out what your goals are, work out what you need, then work out what your strategies you've tried and where your gap lies. So you've actually got to do a fair bit of work before you even think about who can help you. Absolutely. I think the one thing that You've got to be careful if you're selecting your own mentors and, and you know, and not going through formal challenge uh, channels is really some of those biases that you might, you know, fall into trap with We're choosing people that may be a bit similar to you. And I'm definitely a believer that you have to have a connection with a mentor and have to have, you know, some things in common. But the strength of having different perspective might mean that they're not always thinking like you or acting in a way that you naturally are out for. So I think that's just a trap you have to to be mindful of. Really important because it's easy to go with the easy option where people are going to tell you the nice stuff uh, rather than actually challenge you. What are the tips about the do's and don'ts when you're, let's say, being a mentee? What are some of the things that they need to remember when they're engaging with a mentor who is normally going to have a fairly busy schedule? They're going to be senior. 
so you're taking up the time. Have you yeah. got any tips for us around that? We've talked about preparation up front. So I think that's a, that's a mandatory. You know, if you don't know what you're after, it's going to be very hard for a mentor to, to assist you. Above and beyond that, I think respect is the big thing, you know, is turning up on time and making sure that you're not only listening, but taking on feedback. If people are going to give you advice, you want to demonstrate that you're either doing something with it or that, you know, that it's been very useful to whatever you're achieving. And that might be just through recognition after the fact, you know, or, or a bit of a follow-up about how their advice sorted a problem that you were working on. Alternatively, it might be just actually doing something with what they've given you and, and taking it on board. So I think proving that, it, yeah. yeah. proving I think that respect is is the key one. I think the attitude that goes around it is really critical. And, you know, if you're a mentoree, you want to be in a state where, you know, you're actually willing to learn and you're not, it's not just about career progression. It's really just about curiosity and being open to whatever's coming at you and just really being in that mindset, I think shows also that you're deeply invested in this relationship and and, uh, and listening. And it can make or break your career, like having the right advice at the right time. You mm. and I both know mm. that. And I've, in my experience, there's been people who have disrespected mentor relationships, mm. not necessarily with me, but with others. And I've heard about it as a third party, either as a coach or a consultant, and where people have been too demanding yeah. or they've expected like, favours. So that's actually became career limiting as mm. opposed to career promoting. Yes. Because of the bad behaviour. There yeah. are some real pitfalls. I think you have to be you have to be very mindful of those. And and it can get difficult when you get, say, an offer or um, maybe a mentor puts forward an opportunity and maybe you decline it. Like I think you've got to be be careful about, you know, some of the, the situations that you can find yourself in with a mentor. Mm. Jeff, you've earlier you talked about this idea of failed relationships, and I don't want to be negative here, yeah. but I'm really interested in how you deal with that. Yes, I think you've got to go into mentor relationships knowing that every mentor mentoree relationship has an expiry, and that expiry might be a lot sooner than you recognise. And that's for many reasons. A, you've got to have a connection with these individuals. If you're going to meeting either meeting up with them on a regular basis or an infrequent basis, there's got to be some level of uh, common interest and level of trust to be able to share experiences and, and professional advice. Uh, so if that doesn't exist, then, and I know it's difficult, particularly for a mentoree, if they're approaching someone more senior and they're not wanting to waste their time, but you've got to remember that. Just don't waste their time. They won't want to be there if you don't want to be there and call it early if it isn't and just sort of say, look, you know, thanks for your advice and this is, um, it's been valuable, but I'm going to going to move on. So won't waste your time won't anymore. Won't waste your time. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I've got, I want to take it back. How do you say, will you be my mentor? It sounds like you're going to ask someone to marry you or it's really big deal. Like, will you go around with me? <laughs> will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my mentor? Sorry. Change your Facebook status. Yeah, I know. I now have, I'm in a mentoring relationship. <laughs> yes. Look, I think it depends on the relationship, how it's been formed. But in general, the way that it normally comes about for me is someone will have an initial engagement with me, whether coffee catch up or, you know, just wanted to hear me out on some things. And then then it goes into sort of expectations beyond that, where they might position up front that says, you know, would you mind making this a more regular basis? I'd like for you to, you know, to be my mentor or give me advice on a more regular basis. And I've found that that's normally where it starts. My position as a mentor is I will normally, if we get to that stage, set a recurring, you know, once every four weeks, once every three weeks, 
45 minutes uh, for really the period of about four to five months tops. And I always give the mentoree an opportunity to say, look, we're going to continue this as long as you're getting value from it. And at no point is there any obligation to continue beyond, you know, even the time frame that we've set and just give them that level of comfort that says, you know, like, if it's not working, don't worry, don't, let's not force it and make it an ongoing perpetual uh, relationship. Let's just use it for when you need it. And beyond that, no dramas. And it sounds to me like that expectation is really important where, yes, we're calling this a mentoring relationship. It's going to last as long as it's useful yep. and no one's going to take offence if somebody decides that it's over. That's right. Sounds like the perfect relationship. Yep. To find the frequency, you know, how often do you want to catch up? You know, is it face-to-face, the phone call? You know, I think set these things up front. Like any relationship, um, good ones are formed off the back of great expectations up front. And you recommend to everybody that they should seek a mentor when they're looking to achieve goals or make change? I think a mentor is useful regardless, you know, and, and actually what I find is Mentors, like great books, you know, are probably the most inspirational when you're you're not looking to do things of change, when you're actually just looking for a bit of inspiration, you know, and some new perspective. So I think don't limit yourself to when you've got a set goal or you've got a set problem. Um, I think, particularly in a corporate sense or, or a business environment, having great people, different perspectives around you is a must at all times for, for success. Like travel, it just helps you see things differently. Absolutely. I love it. Jeff, any last tips for us? Because this is rich. Look, I think I've thought about the mentor, you know, relationships and, and, you know, what a great topic this has been. But I think if I recap on three key tips for me, number one, be clear about what you're after, you know, whether it's just a sounding board, as I've said, if it's about uh, wanting to advance your career, you know, be clear about that up front and that will help you find the right person or individual to seek along the way. Make sure that um, you put into it because you only get out what you put in and, and you know, it's not just about taking but it's also a two-way relationship and supporting and, and demonstrating reciprocity back to your mentor is, is going to make sure that you have a, a really good two-way relationship. And thirdly, just as I mentioned earlier, know that every relationship has an expiry date. Some might be sooner than you expect and, and be respectful of that and, and get out if it's not adding value. Jeff, thank you. Some great points there for us to take on board. And remember, if you kind of get a mentor, don't be afraid to leverage a network. Set specific goals, seek others' perspectives, and outline your objectives before you go into the relationship. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan, audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au. 